My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Hallelujah! Praise His holy name. Hallelujah! As our holy sister was singing, everything is all right. I thank God for that. Now, if you ask me, why is it all right? Well, I can only think of one name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what makes it everything all right. Praise God. That's what He came to do. Praise God. And knowing that Jesus Christ did that and everything is all right. Praise God. There's another song we can sing when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me. So when I think about what Jesus Christ has done, when I think about what Jesus has done, what has, what, what has, what was accomplished for me today. Praise God. That what, this is, this is what makes the difference. Praise God in my life. And it makes it, and it gives me every reason for why I stand here today. Praise God. Amen. I don't know what you've come to do, but I've come to glorify my Lord. This is what makes the difference in our lives today. Praise God. There's all kinds of things we can be doing. There's all kinds of noise we can be making. Amen. We can use the same instruments and we can just be making noise. But the Bible says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And it takes God's people to make that joyful noise. It takes God's people to make that to make that sound that will be a, a, a sacrifice that is accepted by God. God. Hallelujah. He just doesn't ex expect, or, or rather, he just doesn't accept just anything. I know all kinds of people, even if they got more lights and more guitars and more organs and more drums and more of everything, and they have that set up, and they make all kinds of noise, but you know what? When the Spirit of God is not there, it doesn't make it past the ceiling boards, and they can even have more people, more spectators, or more people singing more. It does, it, the, with the Spirit of God in us, Jesus said, he gives us the, the, the thought of what a true worshiper is, that worship in spirit and in truth, not just in music, not just in sound, not just with a beat, not just with, a, with a, a harmony or a melody, but in spirit and in truth. So I thank God today for the Holy Ghost that's in me, the Holy Ghost that is here. The, where the, for, where, for this is the spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, the Bible teaches us, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I thank God, praise God, we spent some time in French looking at the... 
freedom which we, we have received from Jesus Christ and the liberty which is in us, the liberty which reigns in us, praise God, the freedom, hallelujah, to serve God today. And I thank God it starts, praise God, with the blessing that we have, this building on this corner. Even so far, the laws or restrictions were not restricted. There's nobody shutting me down or shutting me up. Amen. And I thank God for that, praise God. So while I have every opportunity, amen, my brother's standing behind that camera and we can broadcast, we can announce, amen. Let me, let me start by quoting Romans 1 and verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's why I'm shouting it. That's why my voice is a little louder than it normally is. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those, to, amen, to whosoever, to those who believe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. No gospel, no power. No power, no salvation. This is what the Bible teaches us. And if you go into the next verse, amen, it teaches us, it uses the word the righteousness, the things which God expects to be established. When Jesus taught us to pray, and we're going to pray in a few minutes. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, this is how I want you to pray. He's giving us a, a, um, a, a, a not, not something to repeat, but he's giving us ideas. This is what you need to pray about. So you talk to your Father in heaven, which is, and his name is hallowed. His name is holy. And you pray, say, thank God, ask for your daily bread is one thing. But he also says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what makes the difference between you and I and so many other people that are just going about doing whatever they feel like doing. Amen? Because I'll tell you one thing. I'll let you in on a little secret. My flesh does not feel like doing what it's doing right now. But it's a good thing I don't live after the flesh. Because my flesh would have me at home, sitting on a lawn chair, doing what, whatever the flesh wants to do. But I thank God. I'm not so sure what my flesh would be doing because I just don't let it go that far. So I don't know where it would take it. So I, I can have an idea of saying, well, that's probably what it would do. But more than likely, my flesh would be dead. That's the way I look at it. Without Christ, we'd all be dead in our sins and trespasses. More than likely, some of you listening to me, you'd be sitting there saying, yeah, probably. The way I used to live, I wouldn't be around today, but because of Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for God, if it had not been that God so loved this world that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, amen, to come to enter into this world. He came where his own were, but his own received them not. But the Bible says, as many as did receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. And this is the power that I'm talking about today, praise God. The power which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's no other name. Amen. Buddha died, but he didn't die for me. So I'm not here to talk much more than that about Buddha, saying he's not the way. That's all I got to say about Buddha. No. X on Buddha. Amen. Because Jesus died, but he died. His blood was shed. Amen. Even before they nailed his flesh to this cross, and we're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to thank him. Before they nailed his flesh to the wood, there was blood that was being shed. Droplets of blood that when they pierced his brow with a crown of thorns, blood began. It may not have flowed, but it began to drop. Amen. It began to flow when they abused his body and whipped him, whipped his back raw before they laid it onto the wood poked holes in his hands. Amen. This afternoon, amongst my French brothers and sisters, I came out and I said, let's give God a good hand. And you know what? It wasn't a very good hand. So I stopped. They said, come on, we need to do better. We need to clap. We need to. So we clapped and probably clapped for a couple of minutes. When they finally got the message, we went, amen. I wasn't, you know, for, for, without the asking, amen, they were just clapping. And I said, now that you're done clapping, look at your hands. Are they even red just a little bit? 
That's about it. Clap your hands for two minutes. Amen. I was when they when they when I said the first time around when I said let's give God a good hand. About ten seconds later, they were all stopped. I said, Jesus wasn't 10 seconds on the cross. Come on, we can do better than this. I mean, he hung for a few hours, nailed to the wood for me, not on his behalf, on my behalf. Someone say for me. Amen. So praise God when we can, I thank God when we can you know, do what the, 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 have a mind to do what the Bible says. We're going to stand up, we're going to dance or clap our hands or a little bit. We can put in, like Jesus said, I want you to serve the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. If you look at Mark's version. Praise God. There's four things. Amen. That says all, 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 all. Amen. I think he was being inspired by David who said, I will bless the Lord, all my soul. I will bless the Lord, all that is within me. Praise God. This is how we bless God. Amen. The Bible teaches us great is the Lord. So how does he get praised? In mediocrity? Just a little bit? Amen. When it says great is the Lord, how does, how does a great Lord be, how, how will a great Lord be praised? And he is greatly to be praised. Someone say greatly. Praise God. So now if you ask your flesh, going back to the flesh, and this is kind of what we're going to be looking at for the next couple hours as far as the, the problem. The issue is with the flesh, not with the spirit. The issue is with the flesh. So what we have to do, we have to deny the flesh. We looked at scripture last week in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, verse 21. Paul says, well, now that I live, it's no longer I that liveth. Praise God, but it's Jesus Christ that liveth in me. And I don't live, amen, by the law. I don't live by the excuses of the flesh or by the or how the flesh will hinder me or how the flesh will limit me I thank God for where the spirit of the Lord is there is a liberty and I will take this freedom to glorify God I will take this freedom to lift up my God I will take this freedom amen to exalt his name praise God hallelujah if we have to shout it and on the rooftops and we'll do that and I just trust and believe and sincerely hope that you have joined with us today with my brothers and sisters to, um, well, that's the word, to join with me. Praise God. So I won't have to do it alone or with my brother on in the guitar or my sister on the organ. Praise God. But that you are here to glorify God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So before we do anything else, let's put our hands together and let's give God all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Clap your hands, all you lands. At home, do the same thing. Praise God. Stand to your feet. It claps better. Make some noise unto the Lord. Bible says it's a joyful noise, and I thank God we're going to do that. Hallelujah. In me is life. Praise his holy name. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Someone say Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Someone else say Jesus. Praise God, my intercessor. Hallelujah. Jesus said, come unto me. These are the last three verses in Matthew chapter 11. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In other words, I'll teach you. Praise God. Not everybody wants to learn of Jesus for who he really is. 
You know, when you want, when you want to find out who Jesus or who he really is or God who he really is, you turn to his words. I'm reading this from my electronic device, but you, you turn to the word, you turn to the Bible, and you find out all about God according to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Directly from his word, directly from the source. Because if you ask the Pope about God, well, you'll hear about a Catholic God. Amen. But God is not Catholic. God's not Protestant. God's not any other name you want to put on. Use the name on the outside of this building. That's not God. God is God and God alone. That's what the Bible teaches me. Praise God. So if you use his words, go straight to the source, you're going to get it straight. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, for I am meek and lowly in your heart. He's, Jesus, I'm not going to yell at you. He says, I'm not going to condemn you. Amen. Is there scripture for that? Yeah, there is. John 3 and 17. For God did not send his world, his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world by him or through him may be saved. Praise God. So Jesus today, when we open up the words in a few minutes and we begin to read, we'll see, we'll receive more of his goodness. Praise God. Hallelujah. For all that he has done for me. Someone say all. Praise God. And if that's not it, praise God, we, we can come unto him. Praise God. I don't have to drag my sin around. Amen. Like a, like a, like a chain, um, but like a ball on the ball and chain, like a ball and chain, dragon sin. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ has come to make us free. Praise God. Amen. Is that right? Ball and chain. Amen. Like a wrecking ball, because that's what sin will do. It'll wreck you till you die. Praise God. But today we be free. Someone say free. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus Christ came to do. He said, I've come to make you free. Praise God. Amen. I've come to give you life. He said, in the truth, you shall know in the truth. He said, there's somebody else who's lurking around. There's somebody else who came to kill, to destroy, and to devour. He is the enemy of my soul. But Jesus says, I have come to give you life. And I thank God today there is a way which leadeth unto life. And I can be found on that way. And his name is Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. I'm going to ask you at home, if the organ didn't get you up on your feet or the music, I'm going to ask you to stand as the Bible teaches us to stand when we pray. We're going to look up from whence cometh our help. We're going to go to God. I think I've mentioned, I haven't mentioned everything because I'd be here for the next few days, but I have mentioned a few things that Jesus has done for you, that Jesus has done for me. We ought to give him praise. We ought to thank him. Praise God. Put your hands up in the air. Praise God. If you notice somebody who's not yet tuned in, just remind them, just take the next 30 seconds and share this link because when we pray, It'll be a blessing, and I want your friends and your family to be blessed as well. Praise God. As we do what Jesus said. Jesus also said, where there are two or three gathered together in my name, there shall I be in their midst. So I thank God for the assembly that we do have. Wherever you be listening, praise God, we are in the presence. God says, I will inhabit the praises of my people. That's why it's important. Praise God that we do what the Bible says on the organ, on the stringed instruments. Praise God. 
Now it's your turn with your mouth. You don't have an organ, but you have a mouth. Amen. The fruit of your lips, giving thanks unto God continually. Hallelujah. This you can read in the last chapter of, in the book of Hebrews. And this is what we ought to be doing unto God as we offer a sacrifice unto God that will be accepted of God, that will be received of God. This is the fruit of your lips. If I go back in the Old Testament, the Bible, the Proverbs teaches us that you have a tongue. When it moves, it speaks life or it speaks death. You make a choice. Praise God. So you put your hand up. Your tongue moves. Say some life. Jesus, that's life. Amen. You can't summarize it in any other way. Jesus is the life. Praise God. So your tongue speaks life. Makes the devil tremble. Hallelujah. As we resist it. We see those demon spirits flee in Jesus' name. Praise God because of life. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come, Lord. I thank God your kingdom of God can be within us today. Righteousness, holiness, the joy of the Lord, praise God. So much else that comes from your kingdom, it's in us. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And I thank God for those listening today. Praise God. We're, we're here because we are doers of the word. Not just hearers. We can listen to the music. We can listen to the preaching. We can nod our head up and down. But if we don't leave today, if we don't turn around and make our way as a doer, I thank God today. This is where we are or where, where we will be justified for your son Jesus taught us that not just the hearers, Lord, I thank God for those hearing. Ears are open. They're blessed because they can hear. Eyes are open. They're blessed because they can see. Hearts are open. They're blessed because they can perceive or they can receive. And I thank God today we turn around and we do. Praise God. If any man, if any woman love me, they shall keep, they shall do my commandments. I thank God for the teaching of your son Jesus Christ. Amen. He made it clear. He made it simple. The Word of God is there for us, Lord. And I thank God today. Praise God. Whatever excuse the, sh the, sh the flesh is coming up with, too late, too early, haven't eaten yet, too tired, worked too hard, wrong day, too hot, too cold. I got something else to do. I got somewhere else to go. I got company knocking on my door. The flesh will have all kinds of excuses, but right now I come against every single one of them that thy name, that your name be glorified, the holy name. Praise God. That your name, the name of Jesus Christ be lifted up so that you will draw men and women, praise God, to salvation. Lord, I thank God today. Praise God. This is our efforts, and we're going to turn the next couple hours over into doing what is necessary. As we sit at the feet of Jesus Christ today, we have made a choice for what is needful, and I thank God today for the Word of God will not disappoint. The Word of God will not be short. There's no famine of the Word of God. Holy Ghost, have your way now. In Jesus' name, praise God. Where there is liberty and where there is freedom. In Jesus' name. As I speak forth the words of spirit and of life, Lord, I thank God that they will find their way into good ground today. Good ground, Lord. Good ground. I claim that good ground right now. Not fallow, leftovers, rotting, doing nothing. Good ground. Where a good word and good ground will produce good, a good root. And good root will produce good fruit. Praise God. Fruit unto God. This is what we're going to read in your word today. Not fruit unto death, but fruit unto you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come inspect the branches. Praise God. 
and that there may be fruit. Purge us so that there may be more fruit. Purge us that there may be much fruit, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank God. Praise God. As you shape us, as you mold us, as you form us according to your will. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank God for the message which we are about to receive today. Message, uh, be, may it be anointed of your Holy Ghost as we receive of your word. I thank God today as we open up the pages, as we open up the words which have proceeded out of your mouth. It will be life to every single person listening, every single person within hearing distance of my voice today. Praise God. I claim life. If they're not saved, they get saved today in Jesus' name. If they have yet to confess, if they have yet to believe in Jesus Christ, they confess today. For today is the day. Now is the time. This is the acceptable. This is the appointed hour. Today is the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, Lord. We pray that souls will be added to the kingdom as we make advancements. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Come against the works of the devil. Unbelief and divisions is what they are. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Praise God that the blessing of your word will be upon each and every one of us from the youngest unto uh, the very oldest and every one of us in between. Lord, the names that were written on this board during the French broadcast, there were some new names. Lord, I pray that they fall in love with the word of God, that the truth they heard will be truth that will set them free out of the bondage of sin, out of the bondage of the religion and denomination, out of whatever bondage there is. Amen. It is the spirit, praise God. Amen. The anointing which breaks that yoke. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that every yoke, every link of that chain is broken to destroy it. It comes to naught as we bring down the strongholds in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Cast down the imaginations. And I thank God today, praise God, that we can make our way, hallelujah, glorifying you as an honor unto you, as a glory unto you in Jesus' name. Because, of the, because we have been born again, we walk in this newness of life. Praise God. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And this newness of life belongs to every single person listening to me today. Again, I come against the devil that's causing be it one person or two or three or four, amen, to hesitate, to wait, to put it off and to put it off and to put it off. Today is not the day of putting it off. Today is the day of salvation. And I call those things done in Jesus' name. Praise God. We make right with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. As we get into the word of God, as we open it up, Lord, I thank God for your spirit that's going to lead us and guide us into all truth. And it's going to be a blessing. Praise God. A blessing and a blessing in Jesus' name. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. And I give you all the honor for this. Praise God. For this which we receive today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Keep your hands up. I want you to praise God. Take Put it this way. It's your turn. Hallelujah. I prayed. I prayed. Now just, well, I don't know what to say. Start by saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And be thankful. Amen. Not sure if I'm saved. But be thankful anyways. Because the moment you decide to get saved, the blood of Jesus Christ has been shed. So just say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not saved yet, but thank you for shedding your blood. Amen. If you're listening to me and you got troubles making that decision, say, thank you, Jesus. Blood is shed. You won't have to wait for it. Amen. When you go to the counter and you say, I want a coffee with this much cream and this much shaken and stirred, and I don't drink coffee, so I don't know how it's ordered, but sometimes those orders get complicated. Then you got to wait for it. 
and you're thirsty and you want that caffeine hit and you got to wait for it while they put in the sprinkles and the cinnamon and the whipped cream and, the, and then they stir it and they stick it in the machine and you got to stand there. Well, thank Jesus that his blood is already shed. The moment you decide... I'm fed up with this life. I'm fed up with my sin. Amen. The moment you say, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner, the mercy of God comes upon you and it's done. You won't have to wait. Amen. The person who's waiting right now is God. It's because his long suffering and it's because of his patience. If God had pulled the plug yesterday, where would you be today? Hallelujah. If God had pulled the plug a few years back, we, don't, we would all be lost. Praise his holy name. So God is waiting. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I don't have to wait. All I need to do, all you need to do is decide. You don't have to wait. All you need to do is decide. Praise God. Decide now. Hallelujah. And if you have a little bit of trouble making up your mind, well, stick with us. We're going to read some scriptures. Hopefully, the more I read, the more it's going to push you in the right direction. Praise God. I want you to receive Jesus Christ so that you receive the power to become a child of God today, a son of God and a daughter of God. It's there for the asking. God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Hallelujah. Praise God. Make that request. Be known unto God. And God says, ask and I will forgive. Praise God. God's faithful to his word. It's yours today. It's, the opportunity is there right now. Don't wait until the end of the broadcast. In about an hour or so, I'll give you another opportunity, but you can do it now. In Jesus' name. Father, if there be somebody, praise God, not waiting for the preaching, but they want to get right with you right now. A child, praise God, a teenager, university student, an adult, grandpa, grandma, nanny, poppy, aunt, uncle, whoever it is. Amen. Lord, forgive them of their sins as they ask for forgiveness. Praise God. Let them be a child of God. They'll enjoy the preaching of the word so much more. Lord, I say thank you for that day when I made the decision, for that day when I made confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, for that day I started to believe in my heart. Thank God that blood was shed for me already. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All the days of my life. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Praise God. In all things, giving thanks. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another 15 seconds. Hallelujah. Someone, someone say thank you. If your hands aren't up, maybe they're, maybe you'll be clapping them. Praise God. If you're done, you're praying. Clap. Or... Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Someone else can say thank you. All the days. Hallelujah. All the days of my life. Praise God. Thankful all the days. Thank you, Jesus. Thankful all the days. Well, thank you. Thank you all the days. Thank you all the days. Thank you all the days. Thank you all the days of my life. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone can say thank you. Someone else can say thank you. Now we can all say a better thank you. Amen. Like we mean it. Praise God. I know it's an hour and a half later for you. Praise God. But amen. So good to see. Amen. We have some important visitors today. Amen. Some from the Far East and some from, but not too far north. Praise God. Hallelujah. And everyone online. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much. I would like to thank you along with my brothers and sisters that are here for uh, having joined with us today. Praise God. It is a blessing. This is a live stream coming to you from the House of God in Montreal. It's a hot and balmy, not so, not so hot as last week or not so hot as the, the week before. Praise God. But it's still, it's a hot one. And um, I thank God we're blessed. Praise God to bring to you the Word of God. It's an honor that um, you allow me into your homes or into your, or onto your screens, if you would, or within your speakers, your earbuds, if you're listening on our radio station, which plays around the clock, the preaching of the Word of God. You'll see some links if you're listening on our YouTube channel. There are links if you scroll down for more information. You'll see the links um, that will be added after the live stream. Um, if you're listening on godly.tv, that's godly.tv, you may not be able to comment, but by faith you're listening, and I appreciate your presence very much. As I said, with the joy of the Lord, we'll bring forth the Word of God. I trust that you are, uh, have um, found a comfortable place to uh, be seated with the Word of God in your hands. Praise God. It's important that, um, that you follow along. I'm going to be reading from a King James Version. So if you do have that same version, then we can be reading the same um, word, word for word, the same, and that will be a, um, just a little easier to follow along, and um, it doesn't really matter today what people say um, about the version that I'm going to read from. I've, the scriptures that I know by heart sounds like the King James it uh, has come forth from the King James. I was five years old when I started reading this version, and I thank God, amen, for the uh, Spirit of God that we do have through the blessing, praise God, that we do have in French. I spent an hour and a half in the Louis Segond version, and sometimes there's differences and nuances, so that it, it allows me to to experience what happens when we don't read word for word, one spirit, one heart, and I know there's all kinds of critics as far as the King James Version, but I don't see, and they, they encourage, then they encourage you to re have it replaced or, or, or replace it, even though they themselves were raised in it, they themselves got saved in it, and then they, oh, we find, we find reasons. But I've never heard anybody give the reason as far as being in one spirit, one heart, one mind, one accord. Amen. If, if I put, if there's 10 people in front of me and I put a different version, we all start reading. What a confusion. It'd be like we were reading in 10 different languages, basically, which is what it is as far as the interpretation is concerned. I've never seen that aspect brought up where we, we, where we are, a, where we take a, the same, a group of people and we with one accord or one heart or one mind have go after the same understanding of the word of God. So I thank God today. I mentioned it before. I said, if you ask the Pope about God, you'll get, you'll get a, a Catholic answer. And if you ask a Baptist about God, you'll get a Baptist answer. And if you ask him, it's time we ask God about God himself and of his son. And that you get through directly from the word of God. This is what makes the difference. 
So I thank God for that. Praise God. So we're going to get into the Word of God. I think I've lost track. This could be part five, part six. So I've changed the title, but we're still talking. I, be, I begin teaching on how to come out of condemnation, what condemns, and so that we can be able to walk justified before God rather than to be condemned. And um, Romans chapter, chapter 8 of course, uh, verses 1 through 3, verses 4, a lot of scripture was quoted from this. Um, I, uh, quite often I'm asking, yay, you're always in Romans 8 and never in Romans chapter 7. Well, today we're going to go into Romans chapter 7. We're going to get there. I'm going to give some examples. If you've uh, read the, the subtitle, it's um, interesting today it may not be, I, I, don't see, I don't know if anybody's ever used it, I've never seen it written, where, but it's scriptural, and so if you want to follow along, 1 Timothy chapter 1, we're going to read, amen, lawfully use the law, praise God, we're going to find out that the law is good, praise God. Last week I mentioned that the flesh identifies with works, it identifies with something it could touch or feel or see, it's something, you know, this is temporal, this is carnal, because I can see it in front of me, even though it's clear plastic, you can still kind of see its shape and its form, and it holds this book, and holds my, my handkerchief and such. See, the, 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 the flesh can identify with that, but we looked at two nations while they were yet in the womb, and then God called them nations, he didn't call them a fetus, there were two sons, there were two men to be, two boys that were in that womb, and God was, uh, according to his plan, he made a choice. Before they did anything good, before they did anything bad, I mean, God didn't choose, God could all take the good-looking one and the ugly one, well, not so much. God didn't say, maybe the rich one or the poor one, no. Amen. The Bible says this was by election, and this was last week, says we looked at grace, the, or the election of grace, because God has a choice to be made, I know you're sitting there saying, well, that doesn't sound fair. And in the flesh, you're absolutely right. That wouldn't be fair. But since it's God that is choosing, is God fair? I'm going to use a King James Bible word. I'm going to ask you the question, is God righteous? In French, it uses the word just. Is God a God of justice? Is God a God of righteousness? Yes, he is. So is God's choice a good choice? We would have to agree with God, and I hope, I trust that you agree with God, that the choice that God made was a good choice. And it wasn't based on the stronger one. It wasn't based on the better looking one. It wasn't based, it wasn't one because one was hairy and one was able to, you know, be a trickster. It wasn't based, amen, on any of that. It wasn't based on whatever knowledge God had or whatever foreknowledge God had. He made a choice that as we bring this example into the New Testament, as we did last week, that we see that it is by election. It, grace is grace. It's not by works. It's not something that you and I can earn. Praise God. It is the choice of God before works. Someone say before works. That's what election is. God's purpose. And the Bible we read, amen, so that God's purpose may stand in French, it says, so that God's purpose may subsist, may subside. But in English, it says, so that the purpose of God will stand. So this is where we are, we are at today. 
And God gave us purpose through his law. God gave us purpose through the, uh, which was pretty well predominant for about 1,500 years from Moses, from the days of Moses. We looked at examples, and I'm going back. If you missed these teachings, please go back and listen to them. We looked at Abraham, who received the covenant or the, the, um, the promise of God, if you would, and he wasn't under the law. Mo- Moses had not yet been born. The law had not been handed down to Moses. And we're living in a world today where the world doesn't know God's law, and Hence, when they sin or when they disagree or disobey the, the word of God or the law of God, they're sinners and they don't know it. We read last week that this is what the law, when you find out what the law of God is, the law of God will convince you of sin. That's what the Bible teaches you. The law of God will make you aware saying, oh, I'm a sinner, now what? Amen. As a sinner, you need God. As a sinner, you need to receive from God. As a sinner, you need to, uh, to be in a, in a, you need to have the, the spirit or the unction or the willingness in you to approach God and say, God, I need you. I was born without you. I was born in sin, and I need you. Praise God. This is important for you and I today, and this is what leads us up saying, well, we've got this book of instructions. We've got this book of all these laws. We've got the, all the, you know, Leviticus and the Numbers and Deuteronomy and the Judges and all these things. As I mentioned before, we may have, we may have in, in, our, in our mind or in our thoughts saying that, well, God is, God doesn't seem to be fair. I've, I've asked this question before. Is God politically correct? I know the answer. Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, he'll give you the answer. No, no, he's not that. That book is something wrong with that book. That doesn't line up with our society today. Well, I'll tell you what. Since God was first and since the word was first, I think society is the one with the problem. Amen. I've just been around for 60 years. So my 60 years of life on the face of this earth, I have, there's nothing in me that has any kind of ability, any kind of authority to add a word or to take away a word. I'm like the new guy. I mean, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same which was in the beginning, it's, it's that's, that what I read today, amen, I'm reading, it goes all the way back to the beginning. So I don't show up to make a change. I don't show up to make some kind of a conversion of, of what has been written, of what has proceeded out of the mouth of God. That would put me in bad standing with God. So maybe God is, as we, as we look at the today, especially looking at today's politics, God is not politi- politically correct, that's for sure. But God is biblically correct. This is what I tell people. They say, well, I don't like your God. Well, sorry about that. Amen. God, I'll tell you, you may not like God, but God liked you so much that he sent his only begotten son Praise God. So we need to watch our P's and Q's and what we say, our comments that we have. Like I said, get to know God directly from his word. Get to know God directly from the Bible today, which you have in your hands. So we use, I'll use, amen, these scriptures and this, what we read, amen, to convince the world of sin, to convince the world that they need a savior, not to judge them, not to condemn them, Jesus was sent to die for sinners. He was not sent to condemn them. Amen. So when we look at what Jesus Christ has done, 
Uh, just bear with me. I'm just going to make an adjustment. When we look at what Jesus Christ has come to do for you and I, someone say for, for you and I. Amen. When we take that into consideration and realize where we stand today because of what Jesus Christ has done, because of the work which was accomplished while he walked the face of this, and we're going to look at some of these details. I'm going to read where I get my subtitle from in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, and then we're going to look at some examples. Uh, if you already know the subtitle, how to lawfully use the law, we're going to look at some examples that are going to teach us how to handle what we have in our hands. Praise God. In the meantime, amen, I welcome everybody that is here with me. Jesus Christ needs to dominate. Jesus Christ needs to increase while you and I, we decrease. Hallelujah. So that's the idea behind our pamphlets, behind our trailer that drives around and gives out Bibles, that Jesus Christ, praise God, amen, will be seen above and beyond. Amen. Enough of Coca-Cola, enough of Pepsi, enough of Nike, enough of all the sports teams. Amen. It's time for Jesus Christ. Someone say it. Jesus Christ. It's time for Jesus Christ. Praise God. So that's what we're doing together as we work. Praise God. As we do the work of the ministry. And I appreciate your love and your consideration, your, uh, your tithes, your offerings. I said your prayers and fastings, the sacrifices that we make all together. Praise God. To God be the glory. Praise his holy name. 1 Timothy chapter 1, I'm going to read two verses, verses 7 and 8, and then we are going to read a little bit about Jesus. So Paul here, as he's writing, as he's teaching Timothy, Paul says, there are certain people who desire to be teachers of the law. They understand neither what they say nor whereof they affirm or what they're trying to get across, the point they're trying to make. They don't understand it. That's what this means. I'm reading 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm, but we know that the law is good. Someone say, I know. That the law is good. I don't know if you want to underline that or not. If a man, if a woman use it lawfully. So it's good under a condition. So I don't see that. Well, IF, that's a condition. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Well, is there any other way to use the law? Well, well there is. We're going to read this in Matthew chapter 12. I'm going to begin reading from the beginning of that chapter. I'm going to read about 20 verses or so. So it may get lengthy, but it gives us one, two, maybe three examples of people desiring to be teachers thinking they are teachers, but Jesus puts them in their place. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1, at that time, remember, you, we, the, the law is good if we use it lawfully. That's our thought. I want you to have that theme in your mind. Now, at that time, Jesus went, and it just happened to be the Sabbath day. They're walking through the cornfield, and his disciples weren't hungered, and he began to pluck the ears of corn, and they began to eat. Verse 2, but when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. So, under the law, or they used the law, and they said, they're guilty. Now, let's find out what Jesus had to say. 
But Jesus said unto them, verse 3, Matthew 12, verse 3, Have you not read what David did when he was unhungered? And they that were with him, they were also hungry. How he entered into the house of God and did eat the shewbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days, and Jesus is mocking them. Sometimes, you know, people, and, and it's true, I'm not denying it, I can get a little, you know, under people's skin quite easily sometimes. But I picture Jesus here. They come, they, they come at, they're coming at Jesus with the law, and Jesus is saying, well, haven't you read? Amen. You may, be, you may be quoting something on page, you know, whatever, pick a number, 43, but haven't you read page 99? Haven't you also read? Have you read about David? Amen. I know Moses received the law, the covenant which was given, the Davidic covenant which David received under the law. He was still living under that law. We've looked at David, examples of David as well. And Jesus Christ is referring back to David. And he says now, verse 5, he says, Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and they are blameless? Are they guilty? It says here that they are blameless. But I say unto you, verse 6, that in this place is one greater than the temple. You respect the temple. You respect what Moses was given or what Moses was handed down on stone. And we looked at this. Thank God there's no more stone. Thank God, amen, the stony heart has been taken out of you and I and has been replaced with flesh that the fingers of God can write. Hallelujah. God's not writing. This is not a ministry. We looked at the two different ministries, the ministries of stone. The ministry of the law, which is written on stone, was a ministry of death. And when you sit under a teaching that's telling you you can't stop sinning and you can't stop disobeying and we fall and we're up and we're down, that's just all they're doing is they're preaching death, they're preaching disappointment, they're preaching disobedience to you, and they're keep, and they're keep by, 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 a, by a bad ministering spirit, they were keeping you down and out. Jesus Christ didn't come. He came with there is a ministry which is far superior, is the French word, which is exceeding in glory, which is the English translation. We read this. If you missed the teaching, listen to it again. For Jesus Christ is not one to have us live in defeat. We walk in victory because Jesus Christ is victorious. We have that victory because the victorious Christ is in you. The victorious Christ is in me. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. Amen. So here we're seeing how the law is being used, but not in a good way. It's being used in a way to condemn. Verse 6, it says, I say unto you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. His name is. But if ye had known what this means, I will have mercy and not sacrifice ye would not have condemned the guiltless. Now, were the disciples guilty? Well, in the eyes of the Pharisees under the law, they could use, like I said, they could pull out a line or two and make them look like they're guilty, but Jesus said, they're not guilty. Now, if you have to pick and choose saying, well, I can see what the Pharisees, you know, they're kind of making a point. But then Jesus Christ came and he spoke truth who are you going to side with? 
I think I'm with Jesus. Amen. I'm going to stand on his side. I don't care what kind of certificate, what kind of degree, what kind of education they may show up with. The word of God is the word of God. God stands by God alone because there is no other God beside him. And I thank God today this is where I choose upon an authority which is greater, which is above anything else that anybody else has to say today. Hallelujah. When you're saying, why is it? Were they guilty? I'm asking you the question. No. The disciples were not guilty, but... These men were using the law, some women probably were with them, they were using the law to condemn them. But if you read over here, I've seen people present their argument, they spent so much time, I'd sit there and listen, how many hours did it take for you to pull all these verses out of context? So that they can try to defeat my doctrine or what I preach or, so, or some scripture that I quoted word for word. They go, oh yeah, what about... How are you going to use the law? Use it for good. Amen. Let's continue reading. Find out. We'll get some more details. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Praise God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Now he departs, verse 9. Jesus departs from there, and he went into their synagogue. And just like the way the King James writes us, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? Again, unlawfully using the law, if you would, if you, allow, if you permit me to say this. And verse 11, Jesus said unto them, what man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Now we begin to see the compassion and the love that Jesus Christ had for you and I. Hey, Matt. You still had one good arm, but Jesus said, I get you, I mean, you should have both arms working. Both arms able to stretch out. Not one withered and what not want. And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. How much then is a man better than a sheep? This is verse 12. Wherefore it is lawful, to do well on the Sabbath days. Wherefore it is lawful, if the law is good, wherefore it is good to do good. You follow? Then Jesus says to the man, stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. Then the Pharisees, I'm reading verse 14. Someone say, thank you, Jesus, my healer. Amen. Then verse 14 says, then Jesus went out and held, sorry. Then the Pharisees went out. Let me make this clear. Verse 14. Then the Pharisees went out and they held a council or they held a meeting against him, against Jesus, how they might destroy him. So now up to this point, 
What, are the, what have the Pharisees been using? The law, the letter. In my margin of my Bible, I wrote, the letter kills. See, now they figured out, they say, oh, well, now we got a way based on our sect, based on our Pharisaic understanding of the law. Now we have a way to destroy. Listen to what it says. Destroy him. What does the letter do? Kills. The letter kills. Verse 14. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Someone say all. Verse 16. And he charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Now listen carefully to this prophecy. This is what Isaiah said. Behold my servant, in whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. This is, thus saith the Lord. This is God talking. Isaiah, the man of God, the prophet, is prophesying. A few hundred years before this comes to pass, Jesus is quoting. He says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. Back up to that last portion. I will put my spirit upon him, we just read how they're using the letter to destroy. The letter kills. What does the Spirit do? The Spirit gives life. So God says, I will put my Spirit upon my Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't come to kill. He didn't come to condemn. Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of God in him, came to give life. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is the law. We read this last week. That's Spirit of life which was in, I mean, this, read Romans chapter 8 in the second verse. I'm going to be bouncing in and out of Romans chapter 8, so you can find it, put your, hold that page open, but for the law of the spirit of life, someone say life, has made me free from the law of sin and death, that law through Christ Jesus, praise God. So we are made free today because there is a spirit that gives life. I'm not preaching under a ministry of death. I don't want to condemn people to death. I don't want to promise people saying that that's the best you can do. No, I am born again. I walk in a life, in a newness of life, which is different than the way I came out of my mother's womb. Hallelujah. I thank God, amen, that I may be established through grace, that I may be established by grace, I may be established in the grace of God. And I mentioned this last week, it doesn't matter what comes, the devil can come and huff and puff and blow and whatever he wants. But I thank God where I stand today, where Jesus Christ has set my feet, amen, on a solid rock, on solid ground. He took me out of a sinking pit of sand, out of a miry clay, when I was just getting deeper and deeper into the depth of hell. And he brought me today where I stand in a newness of life. This is what Jesus Christ has come to do because the Spirit of God was set. They saw it coming. Jesus was coming out of the waters, and the Spirit, praise that Holy Ghost, was descending upon Jesus Christ. And then they received confirmation, this is my Son, my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. The Spirit gives life. Praise God. Verse 19, 20, 21. He shall not strive nor cry. 
Amen. He should, let me finish the second half so we have understanding. He didn't come, to, he's not come to judge, the word judges, but he shall, he, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. The teaching, which I read, this is the conclusion of chapter 11, which I read at the beginning of this broadcast. If you missed it, I want you to, um, I want this to flow with you as we, as we read I'm, I'm just trying to confirm. The last three verses, right, in chapter 11? I want to make sure I'm speaking. Yes. We read the last three verses in chapter 11, and then I, now I begin reading in Matthew chapter 12. I want you to understand and see the compassion that Jesus always had. I mention this as last week I mentioned this where the woman who was bleeding for 12 years, Jesus didn't condemn or judge or look at him. Jesus came to teach. He says, I want you to, to learn of me. And the prophecy that we have here, that the, 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 what we're going to see through Jesus Christ, we are going to, or the Gentiles, as well as the Jews, whoever is going to believe on Jesus Christ, what they are going to receive of him, and what they're going to receive by him, this is a, this is a blessing which changes how we, who we are, how we think, and changes what you and I have become because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to read, I want to read the last three verses that we're reading here. Amen. And the teaching that we're receiving today is not condemnation. And I want you to understand again where, where it says here, amen, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. His judgment is true. His judgment, the Bible says his judgment is right. So the judgment that we are receiving from Jesus Christ is righteousness. This is what he's showing us. This is not a judgment that condemns. This is a judgment which is under, uh, which is unto righteousness. Amen. He judges righteously. He judges right. Difference is, praise God, that he came to save. Listen to verse 19. He shall not strive nor cry. Neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break. This is how gentle he is. Amen. Jesus Christ is not grabbing you by the throat and shaking you. It says a bruised reed. He says he's not going to miss. You're not going to be mishandled by it. Amen. You're not going to be a bruised reed shall he not break. This is the love and compassion that Jesus Christ. A smoking flax shall he not quench till he send forth judgment unto victory. That's the promise that you and I have. Not to be condemned, not to be lost eternally in perdition. Someone say victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. What's his name? Jesus Christ. So we're looking at a couple of examples. The law not being used in a good way. Not being used correctly. Thank God for Jesus made and showed the difference. John chapter 9. Thank you so much for joining with us today. We're looking at examples where people just like to be nasty instead to edify, instead to exhort, instead to uplift. They used whatever they used under the law, and they said, your disciples, guilty. Jesus says, why are you condemning the guiltless? 
Again, you choose who's right. His name is, Jesus is always right. John 9, the first, I've taught on this before, but I want to look at the first three verses. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? Now here's a man who's blind. He's just sitting there. I'll illustrate this. He didn't go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm blind. Open my eyes. I need some help. The man's sitting there minding his business. He's got his cup, and he's hoping to hear the sound of some coin, you know, some chains dropping, some alms is what it's called. When you, when you help the poor, those are your alms. It's not your offerings. It's not your tithe. Those are your alms, which we're supposed to give alms. So he's, he's not sitting there saying, oh, Jesus, help me. Help me. He's minding his business. And then the disciples show up, and they go, who sinned? Did he sin? Now who are we talking about? This hits home. It's a little easy for me to sit there and say, yeah, them Pharisees, bunch of Pharisees, bunch of filthy Pharisees. These are the disciples of Jesus. This is the, the inner circle that were personally handpicked by Jesus Christ. He said, that man's blind, Jesus. Did he sin? Was it his mom that sinned? Maybe his dad sinned. Read it. I'm not adding anything. I mean, putting maybe a little bit of my spin on it, but I'm not adding anything. Listen, and his disciples asked Jesus, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Had it been me, I would probably say, you know what? Mind your own business. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But Jesus, we read how he's lowly and how he's meek and how he's humble, and he's not going to sh shake them up. Jesus says, neither that this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Amen. This is one of those miracles where there is no faith, where the man didn't come say, I have faith that you can, you know, you'll do, you'll spit, or you'll heal, or you'll touch, or you'll poke, or you'll point. My eyes will be open. This is one of these things where we see God's choice. Amen. God having a, a made an election upon this man. And I don't know how old he was, how many years he suffered being blind. But this was the day where he was no longer blind. He was able to testify a little later on. I don't know who. I don't know what laws were broken. I don't even care what day of the week it is. I was blind, but now I see. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is who I'm lifting up today. This is who the world needs. We need to introduce the world to Jesus Christ. Not a bunch of theory, not a bunch of laws, not a bunch of five points, ten points, things, what you got to do. I mentioned this for the past two weeks. I've been saying, find five or six people that they agree to look alike, dress alike, sound alike, their hair alike, cut their hair, stand alike, look alike, whatever. And then all of a sudden you got six, eight, and all of a sudden you got a, you got a new religion. Now you have a new sect on the go just because you have certain people that agree. It's easy to get people to agree with you, or maybe not that easy, but it's, it's one thing, I'll just say it this way, I'll rephrase. It's one thing to get people to agree with you. It's another thing, amen, where you line up and you agree with what thus saith the Lord. That's a whole different, hallelujah. Thank God for the teaching of Jesus Christ that we have here today. Someone say Jesus, someone say his name. Praise God. Now let's get back to the law. Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. I know I, I quoted it last week or probably, I don't know if I've already quoted it, but 
There is therefore now, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but who walk after the Spirit. There is therefore when? Now. That's an important word because it's going to repeat itself a little later on. Someone say now. I already quoted verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life has made me free, through Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from that ministry. I'm free from somebody standing up in front of me saying, we're all sinners, talk for yourself. Amen, get born again. Amen. Doesn't matter what kind of excuses they have. For your sin formation... No pun intended, but for your sin formation, Jesus said, marvel not that I say, get born again. Hallelujah. And then we not, last week I mentioned, did, did you hear the preaching last week? I said, under, when we, when we live, that the law is still good. We're not doing away with it. It's just we're not repeat offenders. This is what makes the difference. And I thank God that this is when we live this way, when we, have, when we have received this spirit of God, God takes us out of darkness and God gives us a promise saying, you don't have to go back. God takes us out of Egypt. When you read the, the, the account of Moses and the people of God under, they were slaves for 400 years and, and we're going to, we're going to get into the, 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 the slavery part in a few minutes. They were slaves for all these years. God says, I'll take you out and you don't have to go back. They ended up wanting to go back, but God, not, under, not because of God's purpose. It was God's will to take you out, and, to, and God gives you whatever you need. God will equip you so that once you get out, you can stay out. Someone say, stay out. Hallelujah. At home, I trust that you believe this and that you're with me on this. Praise God that we don't have to go back. Amen. Going back makes you a dog. Going back makes you a, makes you a sow, makes you a, makes you a pig, if you would. But I thank God today as sheep of his pastor. Amen. We can be, we can be, we can find within his pastor, praise God, what is good. And I thank God we can find Everything that we need within the past, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm not standing in want today. I'm not standing in difficulty. I'm not standing in, in, in sin. I'm not standing in defeat today. I'm standing victorious because the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Who's your shepherd? Is the shepherd Jesus Christ going to lead you to the club? Hey, but that's not where Jesus was on his way to heal somebody, on his way to... Or you just left from healing somebody. So if Jesus is your shepherd, he's not going to lead you astray. The sheep of Jesus Christ in his pasture, they're not going to be the sheep falling off the cliff. They're not going to be the sheep falling in the ditch. Because we have a good shepherd. Because we have a great shepherd. And his name is? Who is your shepherd? Jesus. Thank God this makes a difference on who you follow. If you're following someone else that has a different direction, I don't know where you're going to end up, but being blind. Paul here, he was saying, and Paul named some names. And Paul says, there are those. They teach. They have no understanding of what they're saying. I thank God today for the knowledge which we receive from the Word of God. Verse 3, Romans 8, for what the law could not do in that it was weak, through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So read with me for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Was there a problem with the law? 
No. We found out that the law is good. The law came from God. And I, I may still be lingering a little in the Old Testament, but bear with me. We're going to get, we're starting to get into the new. For the law couldn't do it. It was weak through the flesh. So this leads me to understand that the problem is not with the law. The problem is my flesh. I'm going to say my flesh. I mean, don't say his flesh, her flesh. Say my flesh. Even where I stand, the problem today, my flesh. It was weak through the flesh. So the law couldn't accomplish what God had intended the law to do. So now, let's be at Romans chapter 13. We're still in Romans, turn three, four pages. I'm going to read a little bit about the law. Praise God. I don't, I don't know if there's anybody, because I don't know everybody who's listening, but I know when I teach on this so many times, they, they point the finger and they say, they sit there, they, now you're reading Romans chapter 8, what about Romans 7? Good, I'm glad you asked. We're going to get to Romans 7 and get some understanding out of Romans 7. But before, we're going to do this a little bit on the inverse. We're going to read what's after. Rome, there's 16 chapters in the book of Romans. This is how I divide the book of Romans. You have chapters 1 through 7, and then you hit chapter 8. Hallelujah. There is therefore, now, someone say now. No more condemnation, no condemnation, praise God. I thank God for chapter 8. Praise God. We'll read a couple of, chap couple of passages, and then we're going to get into Romans 7. Thank God for your patience. Romans chapter 13. I'm going to read three verses beginning with the eighth verse. Oh, no man anything. Romans 13, verse 8. It's a little bit, of, little bit about the law. You can read a little earlier on. If you would, to put this in context, but we're going to summarize, or Paul is going to summarize to the Romans. Oh, no man anything but to love one another. Now, the second half of this verse I have underlined in my text. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. I don't know if I lost all my amens or not, but. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Romans 13 verse 9. For this, and we get some details. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly, it is briefly comprehended or understood in this by, by saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I also have that last sentence, that last line underlined. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor... Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. How are we going to use the law lawfully or legitimately? Someone say love. Someone else say love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Share this link. You'll help me preach. Praise God. Find Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. And I want you to keep that, keep that word in mind for a little while. Liberty, being free. Brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. 
for an occasion to what? Flesh. But by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. How much of the law? All the law is fulfilled. The law is fulfilled. And again, I have this last portion of verse 14 underlined. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So the law is fulfilled. The law is not unfulfilled or the law is just not left hanging. The law is good. And we're going to find out it's more than just good. James chapter 2 and the 8th verse. Paul, Paul, Galatians, Romans. We read some Jesus. Matthew's account. We read some Jesus. John's account. I know some people don't have a liking for the Apostle Paul, but, well, let's read James, brother of Jesus. Chapter 2, verse 8. If ye fulfill the royal law, according to the Scripture, according to what? According to my church. No. According to my religion. I was born army, going to die army. Oh, sorry about that. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how that's going to turn out. Amen. According to Scripture, that's why I want you to look at what's in your hands today. You need to fall in love with what, what we're reading. Fall in love with this word. Amen. Take God at his word. If you got problem receiving from me, you don't like my accent, or I'm always hollering at you, I can completely understand that. At least open up the word of God and read. Sit there and say, yeah, well, it really does. God has really made this clear. James 2, verse 8, if you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, someone say scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. The law is good. In order to do, ye do well, ye do good. In order to do good, you need something good. Amen. And we can have something good. Let's keep it good. Let's make it, let's use it for the good. Hallelujah. Amen. When Jesus was being condemned by false accusers, even the judge was sitting there saying, I don't know, I don't find anything wrong with this man. Even his wife said, wash your hands. Let this go to another court. You need to get out of this one. Because they couldn't find anything bad in him. Talking about Jesus Christ. They were upset because Jesus Christ didn't come to endorse their religion. Jesus Christ came by prophecy. Jesus Christ came in by scripture. He was 12 years old and he was going about his father's business. Amen. This is how the will of God will be done on this earth today. This is where you and I come in. Love your neighbor. As thyself, James says, ye do well. Hallelujah. Ready to do well? You need to, the flesh needs to, we need to take care of the flesh. Paul said, we read this last week, going back to Paul, Galatians 2. And I thank God for that. Remember what we read last week? 
He said, the life that I now live. I hope you underline that word. Someone say now. There is therefore now. Remember I said that word's going to reappear now. I don't mind prophecy, but there's nothing prophetic in what I'm saying. This is not about tomorrow. This is about now. Someone say now. Because there's people that teach, after you die. There's no now after I die. What if I don't die? What if Jesus comes first? Uh-oh, there's a big hole in that doctrine. Amen. Paul said, I'm betwixt between the two. I don't know if I want to be dead or get resurrected or, or be alive and be caught up. Amen. So they, as I said, they have all kinds of scenarios, and, and, it, and it, it like tickles the ears. Well, there's another verse that comes to mind. But it, it, it soothes, it's, it's logical to the flesh. The flesh goes, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. But it's not scriptural. Paul says the life, read it in Galatians 2, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of God in Jesus Christ. Something, Galatians 2, verse 20. Let me get the, that last line. For the life which I now live is probably up in the comments already. Thank you for everybody who posts. I go home at night and I read all the posts and the additional scriptures. Sometimes there's scriptures that I, that I read and say, oh, I never thought of that scripture. That could have been in the preaching. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life which I now live. I live by the flesh. Not by the law. Oh, sorry, sorry. I live by, the, by faith. I'm so sorry. I live by faith, not by the law. Faith in the Son of Jesus Christ. This is the teachings that we looked at. I'm going to back up because I don't want this taken out of context. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Someone say faith. Not by the law. Faith. Praise God. So now in Romans chapter 7, I'm going to read, I'm going to begin reading from verse 4. Faith. I need to say faith a little more often. I live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We walk, not by sight, but we walk by. Without faith, it's impossible to please. Faith is important. We have enough scripture today. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We'll get some more. Some more scripture, some more faith. Some more word of God. Romans 7, I'm going to begin reading from verse 4. Read with me. Paul gives us a teaching here. Wherefore, my brethren, we also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Someone say fruit. You want to read Galatians 5, the second half of that chapter? You'll find out the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. You'll find out the two different kinds of fruit, even though we find out here, verse 5. 
For when we were in the flesh, where were we? In the flesh. The motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. We have two kinds of fruit. We need to choose. Are you going to grow fruit unto death, or are you growing fruit unto God? God is love. God is life. However you want it, whatever kind of fruit, whatever kind of you want to label that fruit, godly fruit, organic, whatever you want. It's fruit unto God, fruit unto death, either. Can't have it both ways. Even the plant is loaded with pesticides or it has no pesticides. You choose today what you want. You want the purity which comes from God. So when the husband man will come and inspect the branches, thank God for the purging which we're receiving today. Can I continue? Fruit unto God, fruit unto death. But now, verse 6, Romans 7, verse 6. But now we all... That's that word again, now. The life that I now live. There is therefore now no condemnation. Someone say now. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held. Remember that word liberty which we read a few minutes ago? I'm not being held. I'm not tied up anymore. We are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. I'm going to back this up, repeat some things which I've already said. We serve in the newness of spirit. The spirit gives life, not in the oldness of the letter. The letter kills. I think the choice is fairly clear, fairly easy to be made today. One or the other. Fruit unto God, fruit unto death. Fruit of the Spirit, which is fruit that lives, life. Or the letter, we're just going to keep harping on. The letter, the law says. And use it unlawfully. Amen. What does that mean, to use it unlawfully? To condemn. Amen. Because the, the law wasn't, that's not what the, why the law was handed out to Moses. It's not what the law was written. It hung around for 1,500 years, but thank God for a better way. Did you get through your betters in the book of Hebrews yet? One of those betters is a better way. And his name is, verse 7, Romans 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law said, thou shalt not covet. So when the law makes me aware of sin and makes me aware that I'm a sinner, that leads me to believe or gives me the teaching that I need Jesus. The world doesn't know the law of God. They don't know the scriptures. They don't think they sin. They tolerate everything these days. That's the culture that we live in. But when you start to say, well, this is the way, this is God's intention with his creation. Someone say his creation. Amen. We're not just here by big bang. Or we're not just here because of some amoeba or because some monkey learned to walk upright. If you look at the chart, we're not here. We're here by God's creation. We're here by God's purpose. We're here by God's intention. And I thank God if we stick to his plan, if we stick to his way, someone say his way. Hallelujah. It makes a difference in our life. So when we look at what God's intention was from the beginning, 
But now look how, the, you know, we look at the wiles or the strategy of the devil. Romans 7, verse 8, but sin, and I want to go through this slowly, but sin, taking occasion by the commandment, rot, or it works, in me all manner of concupiscence, and in case you're wondering what that is, it's another word, for, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy word for lust, Concupiscence is a, get right down to it, it's a, it's a central appetite or a central desire for what the world has to offer. Quite often it, it deals with what the flesh may want, flesh, a man wanting some other, some, the, some other flesh or, or to that point, but also whatever the world has to offer, it's an appetite for this world. That's what concupiscence means or the lust is. And this is what Paul is He's hitting this detail of the law and bringing this to us. He says, he says uh, in this verse, he said, sin took occasion by the commandment, and it took occasion to work in me all manner of lust, of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Verse 9, for I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. That's, the con- that's how the law condemns. You're guilty as charged. So this is, when you read verse 8, before we get to verse 9 and verse 10, but sin taking occasion by the commandment worked in me, or wrought, which is the past tense of work, worked in me all manner of, of lusting, stealing, dishonesty, rebellion, whatever law you want to pick out of that, out of, out of all the laws. Now verse, so Romans 7 verses 4 to 9, that's like one, that's like the first half. The second half continues in verse 10. The, the teaching takes on a, well, there's not, the teaching continues. I'll just put it that way. And listen, so some of the words will repeat. And the commandment, verse 10, Romans 7 verse 10. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, verse 11, taking occasion by the commandment. So in verse 8, but sin, taking occasion by the commandment. Verse 11, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, taking advantage of what has been written, deceived. So in verse 8, sin, taking occasion by the commandment, worked in me. Verse 11, for sin taken occasion by the commandment, deceived. Want to know what kind of work that happens? Sin works, sin deceives. And by it, I'm still reading verse 11, it slew me. Wherefore, verse 12, the law is holy. The commandment is holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? No, God forbid. I'm reading verse 13. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death, because it's what it says, it rots, verse 8, it works. Working death in me, that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Now listen to verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. The law is good, the law is holy. We read the law is just. Now we find out the law is spiritual. Romans 7, 14. 
For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. What's the problem? The law is good. That's not the problem. The law is spiritual. That's not the problem either. Paul says, I am carnal. That's the problem. We need to get rid of what is carnal. Verse 14, he says, I am carnal, sold under sin. In bondage. When Paul is saying, here, sold under sin, he's saying, it's against my will. If you keep reading, he says, I want to do this, but I don't do this. He's sold against his will. This is what slavery is all about. That's why slavery has been abolished. But in the spirit, there are still people who are enslaved. They need one more hit. Six ounces isn't enough. A six-pack isn't enough. They need an eight-pack or a 12-pack or a 24-pack or a 24-pack of 18s. Is not, 18 ounces is not good. They need a 24-pack of 24 ounces. It gets bigger and bigger. I've never partaken, but I've seen this. These things in the lives of people that I've worked with, their friends or neighbors, that grew it, that smoked it, that harvested it, that sold it. All kinds of things taking place. A fine line of white powder wasn't enough. They had to have a pile of it. You know, if the flesh always demands, always wants more and more and more. This is what being sold under slavery where you are bound and not. Remember where we read liberty? For we're not walking in slavery. We're not walking bound. We're not walking tied up. We're not walking in, in where we can't make a move. Today we're walking in liberty. We're walking in the freedom which we have by Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. I'm not bound. I'm not sold under sin. I've been bought by a price. Amen. I am not sold no longer sin, under sin, but because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a purchase made that brought me, amen, out of sin, that brought me out of the grips of hell, that brought me out of the hands of the devil, that brought me, that put me into the hands of my God and Savior, where he is molding me and creating me into a vessel which will be meat. Amen. Meat unto the master's use. Can someone say, thank you, Jesus? Amen. We looked at two opposing opposites last week. The spirit and the flesh. The law is spiritual. I'm carnal. Amen. You remember what I was teaching last week? The, the, the ministry of death, the ministry of life. Two, it's exact opposites. As extreme, yes. One is positively negative and the other is negatively positive. You can't, I can't divide how much light, darkness, life, death. Amen. From one extreme to the next. Extreme to the next. The law is spiritual, I'm carnal. What's the problem? We looked at two ministries. Death, the ministry of death and condemnation. Oh, it was glorious. But something which exceeds that glory, hallelujah, much more glorious, we read this last week, is the ministry of, of the Spirit, which gives life. The ministry of righteousness. Hallelujah. That's where I want to sit under. I don't want to sit under where I'm always being condemned. We're all sinners. Try to stand, you can't stand, you're just going to end up falling. That's condemnation. That's death. I don't want death to be preached unto me. Amen. So the law is spiritual. We read this. And that doesn't change. See, anywhere in the scriptures where that changes. I'm carnal. So what needs to change? My carnal self. Amen. 
if my carnal self can get spiritual and the lie is spiritual, things are going to start to coincide. Things are going to start to line up. Walking is going to get good because I no longer walk after the flesh, but I walk after the spirit. They who walk after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that walk after the spirit, they will mind the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. This is the ministry of the spirit. This is good. I don't like to be condemned. Amen. When people are like, you're a sinner just like me. I thank God Jesus doesn't preach that gospel. Amen. Jesus came and preached. He said, you can be free just like I am free. The truth ye shall know. He's the truth. Amen. You get to know Jesus. You get to know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. You can walk in this freedom. But today you have people pointing, you're a sinner just like I am. Well, maybe I was. But thank God, God is doing a work in me. Jesus Christ came that I may be free. I'm not, to be, I'm not going to be condemned any longer. Hallelujah. To be walking in the Spirit. I can be walking justified because I'm a doer. If you love me, Jesus said, keep my commandments. Amen. I don't know if I have time to get into this, but if it's coming to my mind, listen. Jesus said, if you love me, there's the word love again. Love is the fulfilling of what? In French, it used the word the accomplishing. Love accomplishes the law. Love is the fulfilling of love. If Jesus said, if you love me, so there seems to be a problem with love these days. You love your sin, you'll stay a sinner. Amen. You love darkness because your deeds are dark. This is what Paul says. You look for darkness, you look for the dark corner, you look for the ways out, you look for the loopholes. Pharisees. Hallelujah. I'm looking for Jesus. Amen. Remember that gentleman that was shy of stature? He climbed up to the tree so that he could see Jesus. Not only did he see Jesus, but Jesus saw him. Hallelujah. So we need to make an effort to be seen of God. Amen. Put your hands up and say, God, here am I. Show me the way. Spirit of the living God. Amen. Be upon my brothers and sisters so that we can walk in a way which leadeth unto life. Someone say life. Amen. That's the Spirit of God, which we have. Praise God. Spiritual. Someone say free. Made free. Amen. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. Praise God. Well, what about sin? Well, let me tell you about sin and about being free. Because when I was working, they'd come to me, Lincoln, you want a cigarette? Now, that could have gone two ways. Yeah, let me try that. I would have lit that up. Or I could sit there and say, no. I, I, I had a freedom to decide. I'm going to mess up the temple of God, the living of God, by inhaling some nicotine and what's the other thing? Tar and nicotine. Tar. Tobacco. Yeah, but tar and nicotine. That's what they add to the t tobacco. He says, God made the tobacco plant. Yeah, but he didn't add the tar and nicotine. That's the problem with your cigarette. Amen. I heard that argument so many times when I was working. They light it up and say, God made the tobacco. Yeah, but unfortunately, you are not smoking tobacco. You're smoking some tar and nicotine. And God didn't say, God said that the herbs and the plants of this land, he says, you're going to eat it. So I said, take your tobacco plant and eat it. I won't say a word. Because that's what God said you do with the herbs and the plants. But God didn't say smoke it. So I go, going back to, they say, you want some? And they'd say, you want, want a sip? Try some beer, try some, there's all, th all kinds of things I could have tried. But I had the, 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 the liberty that was within me, the freedom was to say, no. Ah, everybody tries it. Mm, no, they don't. Because I never have. 
I've smoked secondhand smoke, but I've never taken a, a direct injected straight from the, what do you call that thing? The filter, straight from the filter or the filter, whatever. You get the picture. That's freedom. I'm not running from the devil saying, oh no, stay away from me. Or if he gets close, I don't know what I'm going to do. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the freedom that I have, the freedom that I have in Jesus Christ is I can make up my own mind. I can stand there. I can't do this on my own, but because Jesus is in me. Amen. Jesus who stands and Jesus is in me. I've got somebody who stands in me that makes me stand. Amen. Like I said, the shepherd, my shepherd, that he's not leading me to the discotheque or to the club or to some kind of place where there's going to be evil, where I'm going to get caught up in some kind of temptation. No, he leads me out of it. Amen. I thank God today. When you have, this is the freedom that you have, and you can make that choice. I want to pray in a few minutes where you're going to choose saying, I want to live like that. Where I don't have to be subject where they say, hey, you want one? Yeah. You know, your wife's not around. Yeah. Let's light up. Your husband, never find out, and you spray all kinds of smelly stuff, so if you come home, you don't smell like the bad stuff, trying to think you smell like the good stuff, trying to hide. You don't have to live like this anymore, because that's living in bondage, where the flesh sits there and needs, I need one more hit, I need one more look, I need one more, whatever it's offering, whatever it is offering. We have the freedom, and we have been given the power. His name is Jesus able to say no. And I thank God this makes a change. Doesn't matter what you did yesterday. Doesn't matter what you, your intentions were good when you were young, when you were growing up, when you said, okay, I'm going to live like this. Whatever happened, happened today. You can make a change that is going to change your life for all of eternity. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your grandchildren. Everybody that is listening to me, Jesus, the, under the, with the power of God uh, that we have today through his word, through the spirit of God will make a difference in your life and it will change life for the better. You can walk in a way which leads unto life. You can walk in a way where you have the freedom. Someone say free. Where you have the liberty. Praise God. Not by the law. The life which I now live. I'm going to pray. I've got two more verses. Verse 15 and verse 16. Romans chapter 7. And then I want to get ready to pray with you and pray for you. Hallelujah. For that which I do, I allow not. Romans 7, verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Paul is saying, so when I do something that I shouldn't be doing, the law, the law reminds me, uh, I shouldn't be doing that. This is what Paul is teaching here. He says, I've got all kinds of things that may be lawful. But it's not going to help my salvation. I may be able to get away with it. One way or the other, thinking that, you know, somebody's not looking. The police aren't looking. The radar's not around. My wife's not around. My children aren't. My children are in school. Don't forget about God. God's always looking. God always sees. Consider that next time. I want you to live with a freedom today where you will be able to, as I said, the law 
you read, the law convinces me this is no good. And because of Jesus, I can stay away. Because of Jesus, I can be pleasing unto my God. Because of Jesus, I can do what is pleasing in his sight. Praise God. Some of those scriptures will appear in the comments section. Lord, I thank God today for what, what we're receiving and the blessing that we have through the word which we have been reading. And I want you to be thankful for this, that we have, that we have read today. Sin works, deception. Amen. Since we're Romans 7, we can turn the page backwards. The Romans 6 in the last verse, which says, for the wages of sin is death. You may not like what you end up with, but it says the wages of sin. You may not like, you, again, you won't like what sin is dishing out, but it's there. The wages of your sin is death, but the gift, there's a gift I want to make you aware of today. If you want to read it, it's Romans 6, verse 23. But the gift of God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, is eternal life. I can't decide for you. I think I presented, I was going to say my case, but it's not my case. It's, it's the case of Jesus Christ. He came, he died, he rose again, so that we may walk in newness of life, that we don't die condemned. Born guilty, born short of the glory of God, yes, we were. But thank God for that opportunity to be born again. Praise God. This is the decision that you can make right now. Don't, don't put it off. As I said, you heard me. I, I gave a plea about an hour ago, whatever time it is, whenever, at the beginning of the program, at the top of the program, I gave, I mentioned, don't, now if you waited, this is the second opportunity I will give you this time. Today, again, it is not the will of God that any man, if any woman, shall perish. That's not God's will. So I don't want to leave you in a state where you will be perished, subject to condemnation. Subject to the ways of the flesh. Where Paul wrote, we just read, I am carnal and I am sold under sin. There is a price that was given us, as I said, a purchase that was made that's going to take you out of sin, take you out of disobedience, is going to take you out of the way which is taking you to hell. And Jesus Christ made that possible. The work which he wrought on Calvary, they didn't want him. Can you imagine? Let's keep the law that condemns, makes us feel good about ourselves. And the giver of life, they set, they set out to destroy him. Can you imagine? I thank God today. I'm here to destroy the devil. I'm here to make it hard for him to do whatever he plans on doing because of Jesus Christ in me. doesn't matter what weapon he may be trying to form. It shall not prosper. Make your choice today. I'm going to pray in about two minutes. I want you to decide. Take, your, take into account what you heard today. And consider that there, yes, there is a better way, a way which leadeth unto life, and that way is Jesus Christ. I thank God today. Praise God. We're going to use the scriptures for good. Amen. I've been called a Bible thumper. Once somebody had a, a PTA meeting, once that guy's a Bible thumper, and I didn't even have a Bible in my hand, but I don't want to, I know it's a term that the world may use or 
whatever. I don't want to, I'm not here to thump anybody on the head. I'm here to, trying to think of a good word, convince, coax, gently push you into a way that will, that will lead you onto life. Like I said, I, can't I can do as much as I can, but I can't decide for you. Your decision can only be made by you and you alone. I can tell you what to say. God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. That's all you need to say. Seven words. Seven of the most powerful words that the English language, you can, I don't know how many words there are in the English language, but you can put them together to make all kinds of sentences. Amen. But the most powerful seven words in the English language, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. You can't combine any more. You can't get any, amen. And that's the words of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. If you say that, God says, come to me with asking for forgiveness, I will forgive you. God is faithful to his word. And when that forgiveness, that, that begins, forgiveness begins the old things. The sin, the disobedience, the rebellion that begins to pass. So don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. To choose life today. Make that choice. 30 seconds, I'm going to pray. Saints of God, if being blessed today with the message of the word of God, you can begin to pray. Pray with me. Pray for your sons. Pray for your daughters. Our sons, our daughters, our family, grandchildren that are missing, not with us. Thank God for everybody listening. Today, praise God, we can all pray for one for another. This is, this is love. The Bible we read. You know, love one another. It's a fulfillment of the law. Amen. Show some love today and pray. Let's all stand. Praise God. Show some love today for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great-grandchildren. Begin to pray. Lift up their names. I'm going to pray for every listener today. I want every person to know that we are blessed by, this, by the promises of God in our life. We just have to make that choice. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have to, that decision, rather. We just have to make that decision to be the choice of God today. Praise God. Our Father in heaven, I thank God for the message which we have received today. Lord, I thank God for the direction which has been pointed out. We've, we've read what the direction is. The direction is to get rid of carnality. The direction is that the flesh needs to become under subjection so that the spirit, that your spirit, the spirit of the living God, your spirit will have its way in each and every one of us today. Lord, I thank God for the compassion that Jesus Christ had. He was sent on a mission that he to accomplish your will. Lord, and I thank God that he, he was successful in every single point. Praise God. I thank God today. This is the example that we have. This is the example that Jesus Christ was. Not just the example, praise God, but he was the actual sacrifice, your Lamb of God that you sent. And I thank God today, praise God, that that sacrifice was made acceptable. Praise God, the grave was conquered, death was conquered. He was able to stand up and walk out of the grave. And I thank God today, this is the life which dwells in us. If the spirit which raised up Christ from the dead shall also dwell in you, it shall quicken your mortal bodies. And I pray this quickening spirit in, the, in every mortal body that is listening to me today. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that we may now live in the flesh. No longer I that liveth, but it is Christ that liveth in me. Not after the flesh, not after the law, not after after the thing, whatever the flesh wants to do, but we can be spiritual, walking after the Spirit, minding the things of the Spirit with the desire to do the things of the Spirit. Praise God. Come against, amen, whatever spirits of lust and concupiscence and desires, whatever seems to be appetizing or appealing that, that the world seems to come up with, whatever, whatever it is today, whatever shape, whatever form, whatever color it may show up on our doorstep. I thank God today we have the power, we have the freedom, we have the choice to say, uh-uh, that's not for me as a son of God, that's not for me as a daughter of God. And I pray this power into the lives of every single person listening to me, praise God, where we are able to do away 
with the bondage of sin, that it is no longer sin that dwells in us. It is no longer, we are no longer being dominated or the dominion of sin, the dominion. I thank God today, praise God, we are going to serve a different master, the creator of who we are that brought us, praise God, amen, as his creation, those that receive him today as we receive, praise God, not only your word, but we receive Jesus Christ, and as many as received him, they receive, praise God, the power to become children of God, that person that is asking for forgiveness right now, in Jesus' name, online or standing in front of me, at home, listening to repeat tonight, a month later, or, or during the live stream right now, God be mirthful merciful unto me a sinner your prayer can be as short as that and the spirit of God will come into your life and make a difference make a difference in your family make a difference in you make a difference in your thinking make a difference in your direction make a difference in who you are hallelujah I thank God today praise God that we come out from amongst them children of the devil children of perdition and I thank God today that we can be sheep of your pastor Praise God. We can come in and we can come out. We find pasture that is green, pasture that is good. Lord, I thank God for good pasture today. We were well fed, praise God. We're the preaching of the word of God. Thank God for the preacher that is sent and where the preaching of the word of God is. There is no famine of thy word. And I thank God this makes a difference. It, it gives us power. It endues us, amen, with that power, with that ability that we need to endure unto the end. For the same shall be saved, praise God. I come against any occasion that the flesh, that the law, that sin will take, that the commandment will take, so that we may be able to stand, having done all to stand, we will stand, praise God, against the wiles of the devil, praise God, we're not going to be knocked down, knocked over, torn down, in Jesus' name, praise God, we are going to stand, praise God, hallelujah, today, in Jesus' name, praise God, I thank God today, this is not we are not receiving a message of condemnation, a message of death, but we are receiving a message of life. And I preach, I pray life into every single person listening today in Jesus' name. I preached it for a couple of hours. Now I'm praying it into the life of Jesus Christ, that they confess Jesus Christ, believing it in their heart, and they confess it with their tongue, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let the tongue speak life in Jesus' name, not death but life. Jesus. Praise God. Jesus. Jesus. Someone say Jesus. Someone say thank you, Jesus. If you're asking God for your, his mercy right now, say thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood shed. Thank you, Jesus, for the purchase. Praise God, which brings me out of sin, brings me out of darkness, brings me out of death. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done and for everything that you will do in my life as I choose you, as I choose life today. Praise God. Lord, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Praise God. If you can say those words, it's going to make a difference. Your life is going to change. Praise God. Lord, I pray, praise God, that this mind be upon every single person listening to me today. Unto your glory, for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If, you, if you're making that decision right now, if you're saying this sounds a whole lot better than the way I used to live, and it certainly is. It's Jesus Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Make that decision. The Bible says in Romans 10, if you read, if you believe it in your heart, you confess that name, that person, you will be saved. Praise God. That's God's promise, and I thank God today that promise belongs to you. So don't lose it. Don't refuse it. 
Don't uh, live any longer without it. Choose Jesus Christ who came to give you life. That makes a difference in your life. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, middle-aged, primary student, secondary student, uh, university student, college student, old, you know, gray hair like I have. Praise God. Confess Jesus. Believe. Praise God what we have today. And we have the... um, Promise to live the life which Jesus Christ came to give us today. Praise God. So there it is. It belongs to you. Don't refuse it. Accept it. Receive it today. My name is Lincoln. I love every one of you. Through the Spirit of God, by his word, by the gift which we have received today through his spirit. Thank God for the blessing that we are able to spend this time together. So until the next time you're listening to That's the Truth, until the next time, be blessed. Praise God. Be blessed. Be spiritual, not carnal. Walk after the Spirit and mind the things of the Spirit. Praise God. Be blessed. Praise God. I love you. Till the next time, hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Amen. Praise God. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Link with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth. That's the Truth.